Welcome to Eat Sleep Run Repeat, the London Marathon bonus show. Um, my uh, parents are around at the moment, and we've been uh, me and my dad have been talking about the London Marathon. And I thought we should do a uh, a bonus show, seeing as he's the only guy that I've known who's run the London Marathon half a dozen times. Um, knows a bit about the history. Um, we've got some. Aussies running this year and I just thought we would have a chat about the men's and the women's elite fields and uh, some of the Aussies that are running. If you're a local runner and you're interested in watching it, we're going to sort of break it down a bit, tell you a bit about the history, who's running and what sort of times they're looking to run and stuff like that. Dad, you were on uh, episode four, so if anyone wants to scroll back and have a listen to Dad's like running history been running for years scroll back to episode four we talk about that but um the london marathon's been like a big part of your running and like i say you've run it like six times it's a massive event in england um what do you know of the history of the race yeah well this one's the 42nd running of it and they introduced the ballot in the first few years of it where you have to ballot your way into it now it's still the same. You still have to go through the ballot. Yeah, it's bloody hard to get in. I've entered a couple of years now on the trot and, and uh, I haven't got through. We, we've we got like connections through Spencer that we could probably yeah. get a bit of help with, but we've yeah. been trying to get in um, legitimately. But yeah, like you say, it's a ballot system where you've got to enter and it's luck of the draw really, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah. If, you, if you're an elite, obviously you get in. Um, if you've got an age best, they don't guarantee it, but you're pretty much in, if you can run, for instance, with my age, it would be rub, run uh, sub, sub four hours. If I could run sub four hours, that would pretty much get me in. And I spoke to a guy recently when I was in England, who's my age and he got in on the, on the age best. And he said, well, I would guarantee, virtually guarantee that you'd get in with the times that you run. So you, there's a few age brackets, but for instance, if you're 50 to 54, if you male and you can rub, run sub 315, you'd get in sub four for the female, um, 45 to 49, sub 310, sub 353. So it's worth having a look at that rather than go through the ballot system because there are hundreds of thousands of people that um, go through the ballot. So you, it's a bit like winning the lottery if you get in. I remember when I first got in, it took me years to get in it through the ballot system um, and finally got in on the ballot. And I think that was about 1986, maybe. It was my first, first London. So it took all that time to get in. And I used to get really angry because I used to see all these, I was a pretty serious runner then. And I used to see all these people in uh, costumes and running <laughs> six hours and stuff like that. And I used to think, I can't get in the bloody thing. So it, yeah, it was really um, disheartening sometimes, but the first time I got in was a real thrill. And is it the same course that it's always been? The ones I ran uh, finished on Westminster Bridge initially until they went to the to the mall you're still virtually the same course except for you came up through the mall up birdcage walk and then over westminster bridge and the finish was just the other side of westminster bridge now you come along the uh, embankment along the thames embankment to westminster turn right at the 
Big Ben. When you see Big Ben, they turn right there, goes down through the barracks, past the barracks, through Birdcage Walk to Buckingham Palace, turns right, and then the finish is about 200 yards down, down the mount, which if you'd have seen the Royal um, uh, funeral just recently, they came up the other way. They came up the mount towards Buckingham Palace. The marathon finishes down. The Westminster Bridge one used to be a, a bit of a thrill going over the bridge, but it was also a bit tough because it was a bit of an incline. So after 26 miles to go the 285 yards and up and over the bridge was testing to say the least. Yeah. So that's the the finish would be like if you look up on YouTube the the first ever London Marathon. I think it was in 1981. The two guys finished arm in arm, didn't they? Yeah. It was a dead. Yeah. Like they got a draw. Yeah. So that would have finished on that. It wasn't bridge. that one, wasn't that was I can't remember where that one finished, but it wasn't on Westminster Bridge. It's oh, like, okay. So it's had a couple of changes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But pretty much it's still the same. It starts on Blackheath or in Greenwich Park, depending on what start you're on. Because there's a number of starts, there's a different colour starts. Um, it goes towards um, Woolwich. There's a very slight downhill through Woolwich Barracks down towards the Thames. It gets to the Thames, turns left, goes along to um, Cutty Sark, goes round by the Cutty Sark, which you've probably all seen. Then it goes over along and to... Sorry, that's the boat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the clipper that burnt down, actually. They've rebuilt it now. So it's, it's back to how it was, how it looked a few years ago. Yeah. Um, then you go along over Tower Bridge, and then you go out to Canary Wharf. When when I did it, it was out into the Isle of Dogs, and it was a real peculiar feeling because you go from this barrage of noise over Tower Bridge out through into the Isle of Dogs, which was hardly anyone around. There'd be virtually anyone around. So it'd be quiet, and you'd hear all the people talking when you're running the footsteps and all that after not being able to hear any of that because of the crowd noise. And as you were coming back from the Isle of Dogs approaching um, Tower Bridge, you'd hear the roar in the distance. It used to make the hairs on the back of your neck stand like that. And then you'd come past Tower, Tower Hotel where all the athletes stay, all the elites stay. Um, towards the Tower of London, you, we used to go down onto where the Tower of London is. They don't now, they come straight down the main road. Um, and they used to go over cobbles, uh, which they don't now. And they used to put carpets. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Because yeah. that was put... like, used to kill everyone's legs. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And it was still, by the time, <laughs> it was what, right for How here. many Ks uh, would you be in when I think you it was that? about 20 mile, 18, 20 miles, somewhere around there. So 30 something. 21, K. yeah. Whatever that is in Ks, yeah. Oh, just at the worst time. Yeah. And the elite were okay because the carpet used to be still stuck down. And but by the time we used to get there, it would be rucked up, and you know you had to watch your step all the time because you could quite easily trip. Yeah. So some people would still run over the cobbles to, you know, to avoid rather, that rather than run on the carpet because the carpet wasn't that that good. But now, of course, they've changed that, so they don't do that. They just come through. And actually, if you're spectating, if you're ever over there spectating and you want somewhere to watch. Tower Bridge is pretty good. The other side of Tower Bridge, the city side of Tower Bridge is a good place because you can see them come over Tower Bridge and round to go out to Canary Wharf. 
and then you can walk back along towards the city and see them come back through to you know the mile 21 22 whatever it is there so it's um it's a good place to watch yeah yeah it's funny because i've been and watched it a few times when you were running so my memories of it is just that it was just people everywhere but like if you watch youtube now the crowd noise like if you watch someone say like ben parks who runs it with a gopro the crowd is deafening eh? yeah, the, it is, it's yeah. so loud in parts and um would it have been what 2019 was you in england uh, when you yeah. were watching because you were yeah you um mum and dad were facetiming me because they were on the course watching and dad said to me there's like there's an aussie girl leading it and um we didn't really know much about it was Sinead Diver wouldn't yeah, it but yeah. if you if you go back to YouTube and watch that she led most of the way and the she was getting slated by the uh, commentary team but she actually ran a really good race she ran um, pretty much even splits the whole way and was just avoiding all the surges from the pacemaker so yeah that's pretty um pretty interesting now she's like a major um star of like marathon running she's not running this year is she no, should we no. go through some of yeah. the people that are running yeah all right, so the, it's it's a fast course. Hey, the London London is a fast course. Yep, it's not the fastest, but it's definitely not a slow um, course. So there's been some pretty quick times run on it. So the course records for London is two oh two thirty seven for the men, which was uh, Chip Chogi back in two thousand and nineteen, and two fifteen twenty five for the females, which was Paula Radcliffe right back in 2003 that seems amazing that that's still still the yeah, course record you, you gotta wonder what she'd have run in a pair of alpha flies yeah, yeah she'd have been in racing flats back then yeah 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 i should think so um chip Chogi was 2019 so that would probably would have been in alpha flies then i should think in you or yeah vapor or, the, flies. or vapor flies yeah, yeah. Certainly next I think the red ones, maybe they're like four percent. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But who we got in the men's? So the course record is currently two oh two thirty-two. And the last year's winner, Cisse Lemma from Ethiopia, is running. He's got a PB of two oh three thirty-six. Kenanisa Bekele, most people have would have heard of him. He's running. His PB is two oh one forty-one. And then there's Legesi, who's Ethiopian. Um, and then there's a number of other Ethiopians, Kenyans. Um, well, there's, pro there's probably like 15 of them that are, can yeah. run like around yeah. 206 or something. Yeah, like exactly. it's, yeah. For, yeah, the, for yeah. the UK, we've got Mo Farah's running. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. He's got a PB of 205.11, but can't see him running that really i no. don't think he's in that shape but it'll be interesting to see how he goes and of course he'll get all of the support yeah. from, from the uh, home people so in australia's brett robinson's running who's running really well at the moment so it'll be interesting to see his pb is 21055 i think so it'd be good to see him break 210 yeah um we got Ed Goddard is running, also from Australia. He's got a PB of 213.45. And there's an interesting UK, Chris Thompson, who you um, may or may not have heard of, but he's an English runner who's been around years. I think he's 40, 41 now. Um, 
he made the world marathon team, the British marathon team, but unfortunately they messed his visa up and he, he on the, oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, the day before he was due to fly, he found out that he couldn't go. Um, just a little side note there. Um, after the Gold Coast Marathon, uh, me and Nathan were sort of behind the finish area. Uh, we were drinking those free craft beers that they were giving out and uh, bumped into Brett Robinson and we grabbed him for a quick chat and we were talking about his training and what he, what he had coming up and how he'd gone in the half the day before the marathon down the Gold Coast. And um, he hinted that he's going to have a crack at the Oz record at the, uh, at the London and I've just looked it up. The Oz record is um, 207.51 uh, held by DeCastella. Uh, so that goes back a few years. Yeah. So if he's going to run, if he's going to beat that, he's got to run a pretty huge PB. Yeah. But he's really only just sort of snuck under 211. But wish him all the best. Really nice guy. Nice enough to stop and talk to us for about 10 minutes. So good luck, Brett. And Running 59 minutes for the half, which I think Yeah, Australian record. Yeah, so Really, you think he should be able to run that time. So mm. all the best, mate. Let's hope it goes well for him. He just seems to um, get the nutrition part wrong. Like he's had like real bad gut problems yeah. and that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hope he comes good. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be a good race, I think. It'll be um, heavily, the first bunch will be heavily... African, I should think. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a fast course, so it'll be interesting to see what times they're running. But after uh, Kipchoge's two oh one oh seven or whatever yeah. he ran last week, I don't think they'll get near anywhere near that. So no. I don't think the world record's under threat. That's mm. for sure. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. What about the women? Yeah, the women's interesting. The um, Winners from first, second, and third, and fourth, I think, were there from last year. So the Jocelyn Jepkoskai. Um, She's a Kenyan. Kenyan was the winner of last year. The world record is uh, 2.14.04. That's Bridget Koskai. Yeah. And that she's, yeah. would you say she's the favourite? I think so. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, she was fourth last year, I believe. I think from from memory. I think she was fourth. Oh, I think she's in top three. But they're all they're all there. They're um nine. <laughs> the second fastest. I was gonna leave you to read that one out. I'll try and pronounce <laughs> it. Yalem Zerf Yahoo Law, who, who's Ethiopian. She's run two seventeen twenty-three. Um, yeah, she's the second fastest in the field. But yeah. she was the first fastest debut, actually. Oh, really? She ran two seventeen forty three, which is the fastest debut of all time. That was back in Hamburg Shit. in April. Yeah. And she also holds the world record for ten k, which she um, ran in February twenty nine fourteen. So she's a real talent. So mm. <laughs> better watch out for for that. And I'm glad you said it and not me. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's nine nine females who have run sub two twenty, so it's a cracking field, that's for sure. Yeah. For um the British people, we've got Charlotte Perdue, who's um PB's two twenty three twenty six. Real tough, tough runner. She gives everything to it. So trains a lot in Melbourne. Yeah, apparently yeah, she does. Yeah, the Melbourne Track Club. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Nick Badeau is our coach. Yeah, yeah. Steph Twell, who's an English runner, been around a long, long time, junior, senior. So she's running. She's got a 226, 40 PB. Alicia McColgan was due to run, but I've, I'm doubtful that she's going to run. I'm sure I saw something that said she was not going to run this year. So which would be a shame because I think she would have she would have mixed it a bit there. So Yeah, that is a shame. She's um one of my favourites. Yeah. It was great to see her win gold at um the Commonwealth Games. You know, great finish too, you know, final last lap was just epic. Yeah. So it's a shame she's not running. Yeah. But who knows? I'm you know, but I'm sure it would have been her debut, but I don't think she is running. But We'll see. We'll see on Sunday. And we've got no Aussie females. Not, Not that we can, can find. We no, can't we find can out. Find. And checked all the elite girls on their Strava, and it's, they're all on private, so we've got no um, no idea. But don't think Sinead's running, or that Eloise Wellings, or uh, Jess Stenson. So yeah, I don't think we've got anyone unless unless we've got that wrong. But couldn't see anything on the start lists or anything. But yeah, so that's on um, Sunday. Sunday, the start times are, as far as I can find, the wheelchair races go off at about 8.15, 8.30, somewhere around there. The elite women is at 9 o'clock, 9 o'clock a.m. That's British Standard Time, obviously. And the, the elite men, I think, is about 9.40 uh, BST. So um, if you've... If you've got a VPN, you can set it, set it to uh, UK and you can watch it BBC Live. It's on BBC Live and on the Red Button Live. So um, that's one way to look, watch it. I would imagine there's other ways, Steve. How would you say? Oh, just be YouTube watching YouTube, yeah. Facebook. Some of the running groups have like sort of private watch parties where they'll share the link and you can watch them live. That's pretty much what we did for um, Berlin on the weekend. And then with 2K to go, all the streams got shut down by, um, pretty sure it's by flow track. Yeah. <laughs> someone someone was going live on Facebook, so we were all just quickly sharing it to each other. But pretty crazy to think that, you know, everyone wants to watch and you, you can't even watch it. It's ridiculous when you're, you know, trying to get people more involved in the sport and they can't even get access to watch the event. It's just stupid. But anyway, just touching on that age best thing that we were talking about, um, I'm don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure with an age best time, you get your own start area. So you don't actually start with the bulk of the people. You get your own pen with um, your own nice toilets and stuff like that. So it's a really good thing to try and chase if you can. I'll put the, uh, well, actually I'll post it on the Instagram page of a photo of the age best times. But if you're under 39 years of age, you've got to be able to break three hours. That's probably the hardest one there. Yeah, and, and and for women, it's under 345. So, you know, if you're under 40, you really want to be able to crack those numbers. But once you sort of get up in age, the times get, get uh, you know, slightly slower. But I'll put that on the Instagram page. Um, yeah, nothing else we want to discuss about yeah, Just if, if, he, if you're ever over there and you want to watch it, there's a few good places to go. If you're... There's a couple of tunnels that go under the Thames, so you can get round by the Cutty Sark, and then you can duck through the tunnel and see him going out and through Canary Wharf there that way. Or, as I said to you before, you can get to the Tower of London, somewhere around the Tower of London, Tower Bridge, and you can see him come over on the way out, and then they come back underneath 
the bridge to go through into the city and then as it always goes along the embankment turns into birdcage walk and finishes uh, on the line if you ever get chance to uh, run it i would say do it it's one of the greatest runs i've ever done um still makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end um as i said to you it took me a long time to get in it uh, one time i ran with a i should probably shouldn't say this but i ran with a dodgy <laughs> number um we were supposed to get numbers uh, through a friend of a friend and um it didn't happen and in the, the last minute some of the numbers we had but one was a uh, a copy of a previous year made to look like that year's number and um and I don't know whether you, you know, but they have spotters all the way around the course. And if they spot someone without a number uh, or if they believe there's a n- number that's dodgy, they pull them out, pull them straight out, and they manhandle the people out of the, off the course. Yeah. Even when it used to be on Westminster Bridge, they used to be just by Big Ben, and they'd be spotting people there and dragging them off the course. And I ran that year with this number, and I... It was good because it took the mind off all the pain of running it. I was trying to think how I was going to get away with it all the way around. And so I unpinned it one side and made it flap over so they couldn't see what kind of number it was. And um, I managed to get get through. And it had, that was the first year they had a barcode on the number. And so when I walked through the funnels, they were taking the barcode. So I took the barcode off and gave it to the lady. And uh, she said, oh, thank you. And now I quickly got out through, got my medal, got my bag and, and was away. And I often wonder when, when they swipe that, that barcode, it probably come up cornflakes 39p. <laughs> but I managed to get away with it. I'm not proud of that, but is um, I trained all, all year for it. So I, I still wanted to run it. Is that through Sandy Risley? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sandy yeah, Risley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Through Sandy. Good old Sandy. Legend of a bloke. Yeah. Matchroom, boxing. Um, royalty yeah. Sandy Risley. Yeah. If you want to uh, know anything about matchroom boxing, Eddie Hearn, Barry Hearn, Anthony Joshua, biggest boxing promotion probably in the world. But yeah, that's yeah. Sandy used to do the running coaching for all the boxers, and uh, yeah, he's a legend. He's sadly died a couple of years ago, didn't he? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Toughest, toughest runner I ever knew. Yeah, actually. You can actually get in to the London if you fundraise, can't you? Yeah, like yeah. There is you, ways around yeah, the ballot system. If you do for charity and you, you have to raise a certain amount of money and you can you do it that way. But, yeah. Be, yeah. Otherwise, it's just lottery or... Um, <laughs> Run elite, under 220. Elite, yeah. Or age best, get an age best time. Yeah. Um, be ways to get in there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got the age best time now, so... Yeah. Yeah. So would you be able to maybe give it a crack next year? Yeah. So um, I hope you enjoyed that little um, impromptu little podcast, but we were sat talking about London and how excited we were about it. And I said, we should just record this. So that's what we've done. I'll upload it straight away. But if you're um, listening and you know anyone locally who's over in London to do the marathon, um, send us a PM on the Instagram page. And yeah, if we could uh, maybe have a, a zoom or a Skype with them and have a chat about it. doesn't matter if they're elite, sub elite, slow, you know, whatever. We'd love to have a chat with them. That's interesting.
Yeah, but dressing up in a chicken suit or something. Just, um, yeah, tell them to shoot us a PM. We'd love to have a chat to them and, and get them on the show. Anyway, thanks for that, Dad. No worries, mate. We'll, um, You're welcome. We'll see you on uh, Sunday. Extend